When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. This is the Tom Bernard Morning Show. The Tom Bernard Morning Show. Streamed every morning on the Tom Bernard Show app and anytime on demand wherever you get your podcasts. He would get to hear that drop twice in that break. Now we're talking. Yeah. Another one of these days where... You know, that must be Mercury in retrograde, don't you, Brittany, follow all that no, mumbo-jumbo? I feel like I should. Okay. I, the other day I got shamed at my talk because I didn't know what my um, husband's sign was. Oh, God. <laughs> and I, I, uh, they were like, how do you not know? And I'm like, I don't know, because now I'm kind of scared at this point to check. You're like, because I'm a Sagittarius and I don't keep a lot of records, so yeah, that's right. why. Gosh. Because if I find out we're not supposed to get along, I, mm-hmm. I just can't handle that. <laughs> What's his sign? Do you I know now? I don't know. Still I still, don't know. I, I feel like it's cancer, but that might be me projecting. <laughs> oh, that's nice. That's very He's sweet. November. Let me check. I, Tom, I are you think, Scorpio? I'm a Scorpio, yeah. Yes, I remember that. Yes, indeed. I, and I believe Catherine's an Aries, I think. Is that March? Uh, I don't know. The end of I March. Know. I don't know, I don't you guys. I don't know that stuff either. I have no idea. Let me know when David's ready to go, though, because we'll uh, we'll jump into the interview with David West Reed, who's going to be with us, best known for his work as a writer, producer for the television series Shit's Creek. Oh, God, I love that show. I really miss that show. For yeah. which he won. What's that? Oh, I'm sorry. I was just going to say, I was just popping my headphones on, but uh, David is on the phone whenever you want to take him. Oh, David, you heard me praising you up and down. Is that a good thing? That's a good thing. I, I like coming in on a compliment. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm glad. But I was being sincere, David, uh, whether you were on the phone or not. I, I, I love that show. Just brilliant. I, I, streaming, David, is just, it's wonderful. It's, it's changed television forever, don't you think? Yeah, it really has. It's opened up so many opportunities, and I, I'm so happy to be part of it. All right, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to make one reference, and I promise I'll back off, and we'll talk a lot about uh, the Big Door Prize. But I will never, ever forget. I'll never get it out of my head, David Westreed, and it's your fault. They go over to the, uh, there's a big billboard outside of town, and there's a woman bent over at the waist, and there's a man standing right behind her with his hips up against her butt, pretty much. And <laughs> Eugene Levy looks at the mayor and he's like, oh, my God. And the mayor goes, oh, don't worry about it. It's his sister. <laughs> <laughs> it's completely Abel. fine. Let it go. <laughs> it's fine. <laughs> David, you're a genius. That's all I have to say. In any case, I want to hear about the Big Door Prize, debuted on Apple TV Plus today with its first three episodes. We'll continue to drop each Wednesday until May 17th. The Big Door Prize, David West, read our very special guest. What's it, what's it all about, David? 
Well, the Big Door Prize is based on a book by M.O. Walsh called The Big Door Prize, and the premise is that there's a machine that appears in a small-town general store, which, for the price of $2, promises to tell you your life potential. So you get a little card from this machine, and it says, if everything went right with your brain and body, this is what you would be capable of achieving. And it's a comedy series about how just that machine affects the lives of everyone in this town as they start to think about what they really want out of life and start making some pretty big changes as a result. David, is it hard? Uh, one reason I bring it up, because Rudy on the show does stand-up comedy as well. Are, are people going to, and maybe they already have, I don't know, but do you think people will lighten up on what kind of humor you can use now? Because, my God, it got touchy. Especially, I think in stand-up comedy, people being jeered off the stage. Um, is there a safe zone now, David? Yeah, I mean, there's definitely um, more eyes on everything. I mean, stand-up comedy, people recording things uh, in clubs, and you have to kind of, uh, <laughs> there isn't as much room to try things that might uh, offend or, uh, you know, go the wrong way. Um, but when you're making a series like this, by the time people see it, so many people have weighed in and thought about it, and, and it's such a, a long and thoughtful process that I, I, I think, you know, you have to create stuff that is as accessible as possible. And so the comedy on this show is pretty um, uh, inclusive, and, um, and that's kind of how it has to be when you're trying to reach markets all over the world. See, now, I don't like inclusive comedy because just because you're a pain in the ass doesn't mean that I have to be, Right. Well, I mean, inclusive doesn't necessarily mean there's no edge or there's, there's no right, controversy. Right. But, you know, I think we're trying not to uh, exclude people uh, from watching, basically, by uh, insulting them. I understand that completely. I kind of look back to 1982 when stand-up comedy blew up. Uh, because of the political climate in the United States. And I think, David Westreed, it's going to happen again. We need you guys more than ever, right? I need to laugh, David. I really do. Absolutely. Uh, well, I mean, I, I, the only kind of show I like making is I, I can't watch shows that have no comedy in them. And I, I, I agree with you. It's something I like to watch, too. There's no question about it. The Big Door Prize, a small town is forever changed when a mysterious machine appear a mysterious machine appears in the general store, promising to reveal each other's each resident's true potential. Now wait a minute. Now how did how is this did how'd you get inspired with this? This is interesting. I know you talked about the book. It's uh, what a great idea this is. Yeah, I mean, the book is great, and the idea in the book is so great. But also, I was reading the book at the start of the pandemic, and just this question of, you know, what does it mean to be happy? And if you could stop and actually think about what you thought you were going to be and what you are, and maybe the distance between those two things, what would you do? Um, It felt like over the past few years, so many people reevaluated what they wanted, and, you know, you saw people picking up a new musical instrument or getting a divorce or whatever that that big life change is. So I love that this is a comedy about life changes and and, and people trying to be happy. And that's it. I mean, that's exactly, David, what I was thinking is those exact words. People are trying to be happy now, so if we can help them out by uh, throwing a few laughs in there, um, I, I don't, boy, the one, the one job that the people like you have on your shoulders, David, is 
trying to find things that are funny and inclusive because, boy, that's got that's got to be a tough job, isn't it? Well, I mean, there's uh, inclusive is for me just like universal themes because every every person thinks about happiness and what it means to be happy. Right. Every person knows what it means to have a dream that you maybe haven't achieved or a dream that you have achieved, and then you're like, what next? So I think this comedy is inclusive in, in the sense of not trying to be gentle or, you know, look after everyone, but just being like, you can, you can find something in this show that will resonate with your life no matter where you are. See, it's wonderful. So Big Door Prize, does it, it have some similarities with Schitt's Creek? Because there were some things on that show. I mean, are, are you going to... I don't know. You didn't really take jabs or anything. It was just there was some edgy comedy, which I really loved, delivered very, very well. Uh, it's basically what I live for, David. I'll be honest with you. I, I love that kind yeah. of comedy. I mean, I think it's, it's there's small-town quirkiness in both shows. You know, living in small towns is a very specific thing. The way you, uh, you know, you think you know everything about your neighbors, and then you realize maybe you don't. And also the way anything that happens in a small town is, huge news, like a, a new right. store or, you know, new donut shop or whatever it is. And that's one of the things I love about this show is that this machine is just like the new thing in this small town and you see people go absolutely crazy for it. David, I'm very upset you didn't send me a picture of the machine. I was all excited. <laughs> You'll have to watch the show. Apple TV+. I- Plus. <laughs> uh, believe me, if you're involved, I'll watch the show because, like I said, it just, I need to, right now, David, I need to laugh more than I ever have because everybody's so touchy and jumpy and, oh, my God, it's, I am so, I, I literally have made up my mind, particularly right now, today, uh, of all the things that are going on. I, I can't talk about those anymore. I don't even want to hear about it. I want to laugh. I want to be entertained. I want to be educated. That's what I want, right? Well, I hope you can get some of that out of the show. Well, I will. I get, like I said, if you were involved, I could definitely get that done. David West Reed, thank you so much. Uh, new show, Big Door Prize, debuted on Apple TV Plus. It debuts today with its first three episodes, and they will continue to drop each Wednesday until May 17th. David, you, you have a new viewer, there's no question, but you probably have many, many new viewers doing these interviews, but uh, I look forward to laughing. I love your stuff anyway, so uh, thank you so much for your time this morning, sir. Thank you so much for having me. It's been a pleasure. Have a good day. David West Reed, ladies and gentlemen. I do love Schitt's Creek. You guys watch Schitt's Creek? Oh, it's so fun. My my wife um, is not a fan. Really? She's an evangelist. She yeah. will corner people and <laughs> tell them, you must watch Schitt's oh, Creek. Like if you're at a dinner party and someone's yeah. like, what's fun? What are you watching? I mean, she's you're literally, she's like an evangelist for I Schitt's Creek. I love yeah. that about her. The best thing about Schitt's Creek is that every Christmas, sister's birthday, anything I got to buy a gift for, I know what to get my sister. Just get her a coffee mug or a t-shirt or something that Schitt's Creek and yep. you'll always be, I'm never in the wrong. I can get her anything as long as it has the Shit's Creek logo on it. She's all about it. Oh, that's, that's easy. Amazing. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. You know, it's so amazing. I've always liked Eugene Levy, too. I've always liked him from way, way back, SCTV and all the rest of it. Mm-hmm. What's better than Mel's Rock Pile? <laughs> uh, he, he was brilliant. You know, and it's interesting that, you know, a lot of that cast has uh, stuck together. Um, I, I remember when yeah. he was doing those bits with, with, with John Candy. 
you know, 20 years oh, ago. Yeah. Um, and it's amazing to see how his career has gone through these cycles where, you know, he's he's risen back up. And uh, and now he's got his own new this travel show that he's got. But, yeah, he's just a naturally born, funny, funny guy. You can also watch him uh, in the last episode of Shit's Creek and National Lampoon's Vacation as the car salesman. Mm-hmm. He is not aged today. No. He looks exactly the same from 1977 as he does in two, uh, 2023. It's the eyebrows. Yeah. Oof. Good Ooh. stuff. Young. I love the eyebrows. Now we're talking. Uh, have you ever met him? I have not met him, no. No, I haven't either. Mm-mm. Yeah, I can't say I've bumped into him on the street. <laughs> I, I actually met him one time. He, and not in a bad way, but he has an edge to him that you kind of know, don't go there. <laughs> you know what I mean? You can't. I mean, he'll. He's very friendly. He's very, very nice. All the rest of it. But you can tell he's got that edge. Like, just don't take it too far. But that makes mm-hmm. sense. When you're that famous across so many countries mm-hmm. around the world, really, I suppose you have to have something. Some, some of that. You have to have limits, don't he, you? He, he might get bombarded too, right? Yeah. You know? Oh yeah. And, and oh, then yeah. also, uh, I, I I always re- go back to uh, remember Fergie, not the um, not the singer. singer. No, but. Fergie, who was married to Prince Andrew, sure. you oh, know, yeah, the, the yeah, red-haired yeah, yeah, princess, course, and how yes. big of a deal she was. So for whatever weird reason, I interviewed her three times uh, in my life Okay. Um, I, when I did the morning show. And um, twice she was uh, great, and one, it, it was she was just... So I, I, people are people, yeah. right? I mean, and it turned out that the one time that she was kind of nasty and aloof was, you know, like three days later, the news broke that her husband uh, was sleeping with whomever. Yeah, 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 so yeah. I just think, you know, part of it is you just have to give some people leeway going, that person perhaps was having the worst day, you know, ever, yeah. or their dog died, or their kids, yeah. you know, or their so, husband's yeah. cheating on them, or, you know, it could just be life, right, as opposed to, because that, us meeting a celebrity for the first time, you're making a judgment, and that, that celebrity could just be having the shittiest day of their life. You never know. I mean, so, I mean, I always think back to that and go, maybe maybe Eugene Levy was just in the zone that day, or, you know, uh, maybe that's just the way he is. I don't know. Probably have to meet him a couple times to decide. Yeah. It could be a situation where I might have been the only one that noticed it, too, because, well, you're on television. You have people coming up to you all the time, right? Yeah, he does. Yeah, and they always think. I think I was what talking an to ass him, that guy. I was, I was covering for him because he was drinking a thing of water. I was trying oh, to be a professional and sake. nice. Oh my god! Oh god forbid! I tried to. He cover already for, ruined it with the dogs. For free. By the way, I told yes. the dogs that Tevin was coming in. And that's why they didn't bark at him. Well, I mean, they're also black labs, so oh, so there you go. I see. I think it's because you're a good soul, and they sense the goodness in you. <laughs> I, I, was I was very offended that they didn't even make a noise. You came in, and I was like, "Why? Why are they? Why did they bark at me and not Devin?" It all works out in the end. That's all I know. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. So, Tevin, what's up with you? What's the latest? Uh, you know, pretty much the same. Oh, um, I actually, so this show has been paying off. Shout out to Brandon, who hit me up on Facebook and came in and bought a car. Whoa. Yeah, just because he was like, I've listened to Tom since the 90s, and I need a car. And he's like, you sound like a trustworthy guy. Like, right on. So I was like, yeah, come on in. I Ooh. thought you were going to say I got seven dates out of it. Oh, I no, thought no. it was really paying <laughs> he off. He does with Brandon. Yeah, <laughs> yeah me Do and we... Brandon going out to dinner in his new car. <laughs> Do we get a cut? Do we get a cut of that? Yeah, I was like, so does, yeah, does, do you guys get a cut? Or I was like... Now do like I paid more at Walzer because now I'm like marketing too. Like I feel mm. like I've taken on an extra an extra role. Yeah. So we're negotiating that out. Yeah, we'll figure it out. Brandon, thank you. That's very, yeah. very nice. Shout out to Brandon. 
that's what uh, drives the whole situation is that, you know, hey, look, if our advertisers didn't make money, they wouldn't advertise, right? Yeah. And it was, like, very weird getting, because at first I was like, oh, it's probably going to be, like, hate mail or something. Like, I hate you on the radio. And, no, he's very, very nice. He's a cool dude. Good day. <laughs> <Good day. laughs> well, yeah. I hate you on the radio. Yep, you know, you never no know. Question. Yeah, yeah. I suppose. So, um, even watching the baseball uh, team in town at all, Tev? Uh, I did not see their first game, but I've just been keeping up now that they have the pitch clock. I've been seeing players getting ejected. Like, I think Manny Machado was just ejected because he violated the pitch clock and then argued it. And so, essentially, he got kicked out. And he was just standing there, like, fixing his gloves. It's like, just put your gloves on, leave them on, and let's play ball. Yeah, Rudy brought it up this morning. I love the pitch clock. Move it along. Let's. I don't want any more four four hour baseball games. No, thank you. It's working. These games are flying. Yep. I mean, these, these are yep. two and a half hour games, and and uh, I didn't know about the Manny Machado thing, but but I mean, in general, people, pitchers, and hitters are abiding by it, and things yeah. are moving along. Yeah, and I even saw there was a pitcher that got called for like a quick pitch and then the next one he did like the most elongated slow release like exaggerated i was like okay it seems like the players are at least having fun with it as well so that's is nice to see i uh i we went to the game the other night it was just a ball had a great time no question but i i love baseball we've made it very very clear they did lose last night one to nothing hell of a pitching job actually but uh, they lost the game one to nothing. It's going to happen. So now they're only going to be one sixty one and one. I predicted they'd be one sixty two and zero, oh, but you know that's not possible any longer. So you think one or two losses all season? That's about it. Yeah, that seems about right. It, I was going to say, have you thrown out a first pitch ever? Shut up. Leave me alone. Don't go down this road. What are you doing? Go. Knock it off. Why? Why what happened? Because oh, I was going to oh, say I, am, I want to start that petition to get Tom Bernard to throw out a you first pitch are, at a Twins game. Is it too early to drink? Like, Wait. Uh-oh. Oh, shoot. No, we just rewind that. So, Brittany, how was your drive in today? <laughs> Why is the baseball okay. guy anti-first pitch? What am I not uh, okay, dialed into? Here we go. All right. Go, I apologize. Yeah. Here well, we go, Frank. I'll tell we'll, you. We'll not see you next week. <laughs> if I could get a word in, I'd tell you the story, but I apparently can't. So, go ahead and move on. No, what what, I, want, I don't know. Do, do all your <laughs> listeners know? Am I the only one? That I know you. I don't know about this about you. The twins were nice enough last August. They, they uh, there was Tom Bernard Day at, at uh, the stadium. Yeah, mm-hmm. uh, you know Matt Hoy set it up. Matt's a terrific friend of mine, just a great guy. So it's Tom Bernard Day. So uh, my next door neighbor John made up hats because in 1987 World Series, a guy hung a bed sheet over the uh, the railing, and it said Tom Bernard IQ 92, right? <laughs> which I thought was funny. I mean, wouldn't you think that was funny if somebody wrote that about you? Yeah. Okay, so I get there, and the first thing I see is Kent Herbeck wearing one of the Tom Bernard IQ 92 hats. So I go, oh, this is going to go really, really well. He thought that was hilarious. But no, I saw Timmy Laudner there. Kent Herbeck came in. Kent busted his ass for about four hours, meeting everyone, greeting everyone. I mean, he was, he was just a terrific host. So it comes time for me to throw out the first pitch, Okay. And I walk out there, and there's Kent Herbeck catching. And I forgot, because I hadn't been on a mound in about, oh, 50 years. I think the last time I pitched, actually, was about, I was about 16 years old. It was that long ago, maybe 15 even. 
I kind of forgot that when you stride, if you're right-handed and you make that stride, a long stride with your left foot, your left foot's going to be about a foot, eh, a little, maybe a little more than that in some spots, lower than your right foot. And if you don't adjust, the ball's going to go dead left. Right? That makes sense, doesn't it? Yep. Yeah. I didn't remember that. I almost threw the ball in the dugout. <laughs> <laughs> That's a true stuff. So I you didn't, didn't practice. Ball. You didn't get some warm-ups. No. You didn't go out to the no. park the day before. No. no. It wouldn't right. have helped anyway because I would have been on flat land. Once you're on that mound, it's a whole different deal. I mean, I missed Herbeck's glove by about 20 feet. So that that makes a more that makes a much better story. <laughs> right. If you like just threw one right down dead center and it's like, okay, cool, you're like Hall yeah. of Fame radio host and you apparently can pitch yeah. too. Like no, it humbles you a little bit. It but this year's oh, yeah. the redemption story, Tom. Yeah. This is your redemption story. You, we build you a little mound, you practice, you come back, you fire one down the middle, and you and and you're like you're back. It's a yep. redemption story. I the great it. Tom Bernard. Can, has oh, a curveball on top of everything else. Curveball. <laughs> 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 a 20-foot breaker, baby. Yeah. It works out. But no, it was so nice of them. The, the, the Twins have always been great to me since 1986. The, the Twins have been wonderful to me. I love them. I'm, i I got to get uh, get busy and pick up some. No, I can't go to every game, but I'd like to pick up a package. of. They have, like, quarter-season season tickets, don't they? Yep. That yeah. That kind of stuff. Yeah, yep. a lot of flexibility. Yeah, I got to do that because I I had so much fun at that baseball game the other night. I came. It was weird, Frank, because I was at uh, uh, the Miami Marlins Stadium, what's called Lone Depot Stadium down in Miami. We took a train down there, had a great time, all the rest of it. But um, two-thirds, and I'm not exaggerating this, two-thirds of the people at stadium were wearing Twins jerseys. It was a, It was weird. Because most of the people from Minnesota go over to the other side of the state. They go over to, like, Fort Myers, right? Mm-hmm. To see that. I'm, and I'm, I'm guaranteeing you, I guarantee you at least half the people in that stadium were Twins fans. Fun. It shocked the hell out of me, though. Uh, the one thing that's kind of a problem is the, the Miami team does not get supported. They never, ever sell out that stadium, which is too bad. I heard even when they, you know, a couple of years ago, when they were doing so well that it was, that yeah. it was tough. But Miami's a tough market. There's a lot of competition for entertainment dollars. Oh God! And I, I tell you what, just taking the train into town as the train's rolling through town, I think you should build about seventy-five thousand more skyscrapers. <laughs> Jesus, there are about I don't know hundreds of them already. And it's beautiful. I mean, it's to, to look at this magnificent architecture and all the rest of it. But there were at least 10 to 12 new structures going up as we rolled down the train tracks through the town. That town is exploding in size. Man. That's weird because, you know, I mean, the trend, right, is not to be in centralized offices anymore. Yeah. Like right. uh, just yesterday, Tom, you know, the big AT&T building downtown. Yeah. AT&T said we're leaving it. And we're not going to call it the AT&T building anymore, so the, they're not going to have the naming rights. And they're moving to a much smaller building in Bloomington because right. why at the, those price points per square foot should they rent prime downtown high-rise real estate when they only need, you know, half a third of it that they used to because, you know, people's work habits have changed so much. So it's interesting that, yeah. that I wonder if those buildings were going up pre-COVID or if maybe Miami's just a different market because, you know, most places are really reevaluating their commercial real estate needs. 
Yeah, they really are. Well, Minneapolis, Frank, and I'll be honest with you, and I've talked to, to, to Rudy and to Brittany about this, no question about it. I've talked to the listeners about it. It breaks my heart that downtown Minneapolis is coming apart at the seams. I love downtown Minneapolis and downtown St. Paul. St. Paul, not as, not as severe. Minneapolis is way too dangerous to walk downtown in. I'm sorry. We need to do something about that. It's Well, Alex went to a, a, a concert. My daughter went to a concert about two, three weeks ago, and she had to walk right by two men who were fist fighting on Hennepin Avenue. So, sounds about right. I mean, Somebody Jesus. lives downtown. That sounds about right. I don't know. Alex, I don't know who came in at the end. <laughs> Alex jumps in and starts slugging everybody. I, I, as a, and I've talked about this many, many times, Frank. When I was a little boy living on, on uh, Plymouth and Bryant, I was at 914 14th Avenue North. I can give the address because the house is it's just an empty lot now. There's no house there anymore. But I used to walk downtown at 9, 10 years old. From that house, I'd walk downtown, spend all day downtown as a 9, 10-year-old, and go back home, and nobody ever bothered me. Never. What happened? Yeah. Well, times have changed radically, right? Yeah, uh, they sure have. And I would tell you, I think you can make an argument that downtown is actually better today than it was 18 months it, oh, ago. Oh, yes, yeah. it is. Just because there's um, nobody it, down there. Yeah, but it's it, it has problems. They know it. They're struggling with it. And... Uh, and it's tough because I think that there's a huge perception. You know, the first thing out of your mouth was it's dangerous down there. And, and yeah. people are afraid to go themselves. Yeah. Parents like you are afraid to even send their children, let alone adult children, down there. I mean, so, yeah, it, it's, it, it is not an easy, uh, quick fix. You know, so interesting, Meet Minneapolis came up with this uh, ad campaign and they well, then they address this stuff head on because I think which I think is a better oh, way to do it than you know the, the ad campaign is what's the fuss like people are like well I don't want to go down because of this and this and they're like well what's all the fuss about if you think about this and that so I mean they realize there's problems and Steve Kramer with downtown council realizes it and they're all the, the good thing is is that you know I mean before you can fix a problem you got to acknowledge I have a problem right and, and I think they're very aware of it and I think they want to change it that being said, you know what's weird is that you can go six blocks from downtown to the North Loop, and I've been there mm-hmm. for dinner, and I've been there for lunch, oh, yeah. I mean, at different oh, yeah. times during the day, mm-hmm. and it's going on. It's, yeah. yep. it's busy. It's busy if you go there during the day. It's busy at night. It, it, feels, it definitely feels more alive. It looks more alive. I think there's a safer vibe to it. And downtown is not terribly far from the North Loop. I mean, you could walk mm-hmm. from both of them. So um, it, it's odd. Yeah. The North Loop is essentially like what Uptown used to be when Uptown was kind of the up and coming yeah. in Minneapolis. Good analogy. Yeah. 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 And up, Uptown no has a load of problems as well. Yeah. You know what I wish we'd get back to the day? I'll give you an example. The day I wish we could get back to. I'm on Hennepin Avenue, just kind of taking a little walk. This is probably 20 years ago, maybe, something like that. And I had a friend. Was Moby Dick still open 20 years ago? Or was that 25 years ago? Remember Moby Dicks, right? That we, might be 25 years ago. We give ago up. Now, maybe. Yeah. No. Moby Dicks was a great bar. It was kind of like a working person's bar right uh, just a little east of uh, the corner of 7th and Hennepin. Yeah, it's definitely right. closed. Right there. What's that? It's, de- it's definitely closed. I've never heard of other than Oh, no, the they, tore it do- oh, okay. they tore it down because that's where they built that, that uh, mall area. What the hell is that thing called? Right there at 7th. And, it goes like from 7th to 9th and Hennepin. Uh, what, it doesn't matter, whatever. So anyway, I walk in, into Moby Dick's, 
And who the hell knows? Maybe it was more than 25 years ago. It's probably torn down a long time ago. But I went in there, and my friend Chuck was the bouncer. Chuck's hands, each of his hands, is about the size of a rake that you'd use to rake your lawn, for Christ's sake. This man had huge hands, right? Very tough bitch. And I'm talking to him, and this guy keeps screaming at someone in the back. And Chuck keeps looking down there, and they're not, you know, like confronting one and each one another physically, but they're yelling at each other, blah, blah, blah. And then one guy stands up, and as soon as the guy stands up, Chuck goes back there. He goes, I'll be right back. Sorry. But I followed him down there to see what the hell's going on. Chuck walks up, and he goes, okay, boys, here's the deal. I'm going to give you an option, and it's all up to you, both of you. You can either go out the front door and go home, or you can go out the back door and go to the hospital. <laughs> Which I thought was fantastic. It's like, don't come down here causing trouble. They put up with none of that downtown back in those days. Tom. You try to start trouble downtown in those days, you're done. Tom, I went and Googled Moby Dick's Minneapolis, and the first article that comes up is remembering Minneapolis most infamous bar, Moby oh, Dick's. Oh, yeah. There's, oh, yeah. There's a lot of stories coming out of Moby Dick's, let me tell you. Well, there was another incident down there, and I can't remember. I probably wouldn't use the man's name anyway, but he was a, a an MMA fighter. It wasn't called MMA back then, but that's what he was. And I wasn't there when it happened, but apparently a couple of guys started some trouble. Mm-hmm. And this guy, and I, like I said, I don't want to use his name. Hell of a good guy. Unless he wants to call in and use his own name. But a friend of mine told me he was there, and this thing started. And a guy, now not my friend, let's say his name is John, okay? Mm-hmm. Uh, my friend John was not involved with this, but these two started arguing at Moby Dick's, and one guy pulled a knife. And so my buddy John went over there and said, look, you got to calm down. He goes, what are you, the bouncer? He goes, no, I'm not the bouncer. I just That's very dangerous for you to have a knife like that. The guy turned around and pointed the knife at my friend. From what I understand, I wasn't there. My friend grabbed the blade of the knife and pulled it out of his hand. (laughs) Where was Ray's hands on that one? (laughs) It's like, but that. But the difference oh. is, people would not put oh. up with this BS back then. Look, you either behave or get the hell out of here. One of the two. Get out of downtown. If you want to misbehave, you go wherever you want to go. But get the hell out of downtown. We need to get back to that, don't you think? Well, we're consequence-free these days, and that's yeah. that's yeah. part of the problem. Although I will say, you know, a good bouncer, uh, uh, Ray Hans Chuck is a brilliant bouncer because a, a good bouncer doesn't come up and threaten you. A good bouncer no. comes up and goes, hey, I, I have to give you a choice. Yep. And yeah. then you pause out of your violent, drunk thing and go, oh, i got to take a quiz. And then you hear the options. Like a toddler. Right, like and then you, say, you go... Yeah. Oh, hell yeah, I'm going with A yeah. instead of B. But that's, you know, good bouncers de-escalate, <laughs> and, they, and they present you, yep. you know, yep. it's not a threat off the bat. Yeah, so you you make- know, and then you look down and you examine, and you go, this guy's shoulders are bigger than mine. He has yep. claws for hands. I'm going with, <laughs> yep. I'm not doing B, the hospital. I'm doing A, and I'm leaving. Great hands, Chuck. I, you know, rake hands, Chuck. I love it. It's like when, yeah, when you're dealing with a toddler, you have to make them pretend they're in control. Right. Sure. Do you want to go to bed now, or do you want to like to eat some Cheerios and then go to bed? And it's like, hmm. Tom, we ran a soundbite last night inside a story with the new uh, police chief O'Hara of Minneapolis, and he said that the story was based around uh, car thefts. You know, carjackings are way down, but car thefts are way up in Minneapolis. Yes. Primarily 
uh, Hyundai and Kias. But he said the problem is, he goes, you've got these teenagers and sometimes preteens doing these crimes because they do not have fear of consequence. And he's frustrated. Police arrest them, and then they get put through the system, and they're back out immediately. And there's no... You know, we don't have uh, Totem Town or Boys Town. We don't have a juvenile place to send them to anymore because they got rid of those places with the idea that we'll have all these other more personal services. But those don't exist, and they don't get consequences at home. They they don't have consequences in the judicial system at home with the family. And when you don't, and when you're young, and when you're stupid, and you realize I can keep doing this, you keep doing it. Yeah. Uh, and and that's really one of the cruxes of the problem. No question about it. Ladies and gentlemen, we've got to take a break. Be right back. Tevin Pittman in studio. Frank Vassalier, our very special guest star. we got to call you guest star, don't we? Oh, yeah, for sure. Yeah, please. I so. We'll be right back. Score North's Judd Zolgad will join us right after this. Tom Bernard here. You might not know this about me and about my family, but we're kind of Nissan strong. I say that because I own a Nissan Altima from Walzer Nissan. I love it. My son Andy owns a Nissan Rogue Sport from Walzer Nissan. And my daughter-in-law, Melissa, yep, you guessed it, drives the Nissan Kicks. And Cart's grandson, Ethan, safely around town, also purchased at Walzer Nissan. You want to know who else is Nissan strong in the Twin Cities? Walzer Nissan and their trifecta of stores. Down south, GM Dan Resch at Walzer Nissan in Burnsville. West of the Metro, just off Highway 12 and Wyzetta Boulevard, is Casey Novotny's Walzer Nissan Wyzetta. And in Coon Rapids, north side of Highway 10 and Round Lake Boulevard, Jay Buck runs the show at this Nissan store. Nissan strong and loyal like me and my family. Even if you're just Nissan curious, go to walzer.com and select the Walzer Nissan store nearest you. Walzer.com. I'm due for an oil change. Maybe I'll see you there. The Angie's List you know and trust is now Angie, and we're so much more than just a list. We still connect you with top local pros and show you ratings and reviews, but now we also let you compare upfront prices on hundreds of projects and book a service instantly. We can even handle the rest of your project from start to finish. So remember, Angie's List is now Angie, and we're here to get your job done right. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I, or download the app today. The warmer weather is just around the corner, I promise. If you want the best lawn on the block, you've got to go with my friends at ProTurf, a Minnesota lawn care company since 1982. ProTurf has service techs with over 20 years of experience who service the same routes, so they get to know your lawn and will customize a fertilizer and weed control plan that is environmentally safe and guaranteed for superior results. Schedule a free in-person lawn care analysis and estimate at ProfessionalTurf.com. And if you're looking to landscape or maximize your outdoor living space this summer, ProTurf has that covered too. ProTurf will work with you to design your landscape project using digital photography and imaging software so you can see how all of it will look in full color before the work begins. ProTurf specializes installation of trees, shrubs, perennials, mulch beds, rock and sod, plus installation of concrete pavers or natural stone patios, fire pits, driveways, walkways, streams, and rock fountains and more. Check out their work at ProfessionalTurf.com. For adults with moderate to severe plaque psoriasis, poor candidates for systemic or phototherapy, now there's SkyRizzy, Rizenkizumab Rizza, a prescription-only 150-milligram injection. With SkyRizzy, three out of four people achieve 90% clear skin at four months, and SkyRizzy is just four doses a year after two starter doses. Nothing in me go hand in hand, nothing on my skin, that's my new plan. 
Don't use if allergic to Skyrizi. Serious allergic reactions and an increased risk of infections or a lower ability to fight them may occur. Before treatment, your doctor should check for infection and tuberculosis. Tell your doctor if you have an infection or symptoms, such as fever, sweats, chills, muscle aches, or cough, or if you plan to or recently received a vaccine. With SkyRizzy, you could achieve 90% clearer skin. Ask your doctor about the number one dermatologist prescribed biologic and psoriasis and visit SkyRizzy.com or call 1-866-SKYRizzy to learn more. This is the Tom Bernard Morning Show Podcast. So because I'm black, I walked in. There you have it, ladies and gentlemen. Oh, the first thing I hear when we come back is, oh, because I'm black. Oh, sorry. What the hell was that? (laughs) Sorry. Brittany Brittany said the way I walked into the room was very criminal-like. And oh! like, I don't know, opening a door, saying hello, and he literally the was like was on like his criminal. tiptoes, and he had a big bag that he kept like putting things in, <laughs> and the dogs didn't react. So like, yep, now no, they they they're they're right. Thank Brittany's you, got him riled up for attacking me. Yeah, there's no question about it. Well, you, you can't walk in though, Tevin, and I, you know, I asked Brittany to bring this up to you, but you can't walk in. The first thing you say is, "What'd it be like, Freaky Deaky?" <laughs> you know, you just can't do that. Yeah, I you know have to I mean? cut Freaky Deaky out of my everyday vocabulary. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I've never heard you say that before. That's magnificent. There's no question about it. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, Score North, Judd Zolgad. How you doing, Judd? I'm good. Did I hear you uh, reference the great Moby Dix in the last oh, segment? Oh, God, Judd. Loved it. 1988, that puppy closed. <laughs> I just missed it. I, I was 18. Full disclosure, I was drinking, but I didn't get in there. <laughs> so it's 25 years ago. Jesus, I can't believe it's that long ago already. I loved Moby Dix, but I tell you one thing. And I'm very serious. Let's get the head rules, and we're going to put with anybody's BS. You don't go in there and start running your mouth. That was not a good place to run your mouth. You know, the one thing, though, I will say about this whole downtown is scary now, don't go downtown thing, is is I grew up in the 70s, okay? So I was not, like, actively going downtown by myself. But my old man worked at Donaldson's. And, oh. Tom, if you recall, downtown had issues then as well. Oh, yeah. Yes, it did. We just didn't freak out about them as much. Well, not as many murders, though. Nowhere near as many murders. Uh, No, but, I mean, it's not like it was... There there was a long stretch there, I felt like, in the 90s and early... and 2000s, where it was really cleaned up. Uh, But it's not like it's the first time that, that there's been a gritty side to downtown, is all I'm saying. Well, the whole problem that I have with it is just what we're, we're talking about, and there's nothing I can do about that now. I mean, Moby Dix is gone. The movie theaters are pretty much all gone. You can't go to the town tavern anymore. Uh, was it wasn't a town talk? Was that the name of the diner there that had one yeah, door on? Talk. Yeah, town talk. It was town talk. So it was one on Seventh Avenue and one on Hennepin. They had two doors to get in. Mm-hmm. It was one. I love to this day going downtown. I love Loring Park. I love everything about that whole area. <laughs> It just that we got to do something about the violence, and that's all there is to it, right? Do Do you all recall Schinders? The two I Schinders. I love oh, Schinders. Great Frank? store, fabulous store. Uh huh. Vibrant, cool, fun. All kinds of people from Newspapers, all kinds of walks of lives in there. Back when you would go find, and I'm not joking, this was cool. You'd go find, like on Tuesday, the Sunday Boston Globe, Chicago Tribune. This is back before you could, of course, go online and access them. There was nothing cooler, I thought, than the out-of-town papers. Racing sheets they had, magazines mm-hmm. from all over the planet. It was cool. 
You two frauds. You know that you went through the swinging doors, didn't you? Oh, well, yeah. and do you remember how it creaked? Yes, I do. <laughs> so whenever anybody would go into the porn section, you'd get this. <laughs> and everyone would look and be like, hey, guy going to the porn section. <laughs> That's exactly right. Uh, I love Shinder. I have one positive note I just thought of last night. Mike Max uh, told us that there is a new diner. That's open up right across from the Hyatt. I um, I can't I can't remember if it's called Nicollet Mall Diner. I wish it is so I could give him a little plug. But he said mm-hmm. it's fantastic. It's actually 24 hours. It's breakfast 24 hours a day. And he was like, I stopped by and I got a sandwich. I pulled up their menu, and it looks great. And I, I you know I mean if there's like a new business that's trying to make a go of it that's doing quality stuff, I'm gonna I'm gonna you know poke my head in there for sure. But he he said it was. Uh, it was real cool. You know where it is? It's in the old uh, Ichiban. Remember, oh, yeah. remember that oh, place? Oh, sure. Yeah. Sure. But it's not in the whole thing. I think it's in part because that Ichiban building was huge. Huge. Um, but but uh, anyway, you know, I, you, I, I love the fact that someone's got the guts to go, I'm going to make a go of it, and I want to try to inject some, some good things in there. So, you know, if you're inclined and you're walking around, check it out. You know, Mike, Max, and I are shoulder to shoulder for the rest of our lives, you know. You know why? I uh, know. We both got fired from radio the same week. <laughs> nice. Oh, did you? Re- was that the same week? I think it was the same week, actually. It, it might have been. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> it might have been. But Mike is, uh, you know what? I used to do a lot of, uh, well, you know, we'd go out and do the Hopkins Health and Wellness uh, walks and races every year. And Mike was one of the hosts, and I was one of the other hosts. And, and it was uh, very, very pleasant. When I first met Mike Max, he was kind of stand uh, standoffish. But part of that, I think, is he because he's from um, Gaylord, a small town, Gaylord, Minnesota. Yeah, he's a small town in Minnesota, and small town guys and and city guys. At first, it's kind of a weird deal. Have you ever noticed that? I, I think it's probably a maturity thing too. He was young, and also you're the great Tom Bernard. That probably had a little nice try. No, <laughs> nice I, I, I think it's maturity. Maxie will talk to, but finish your story because then I'll tell you a little something about him. No, I, I just when I first met Mike, it was you know a little bit standoffish and all the rest of it. But uh, I have Mike. If you're listening, I tell you I've heard you say many many nice things about me lately, and I re- I'm trying to do the same thing for you. I really do appreciate that. It was very nice. Cause, you know, you go through some situations like that. It's always nice to hear from other people in the business that uh, that that's too bad that had to happen. Right? Yeah, he is a small town guy uh, at yeah, heart, he but yep. he will talk. He can talk to anybody about anything. I don't care if they're 16 or 86 or what background or anything. That guy has a, a, a gift. So whatever he had back then he is believe me trust me he's worked his way out of that and he is the most approachable guy yeah, on the planet yep. yeah but tell him if you if you do run into him tell him thank you i've, I've heard him from many people that he's said some very complimentary things so mike max thank you sir i feel the same way right on. As a matter of fact we have to have mike on the show one of these days i would imagine yeah he'd love that we should bring mike in we could talk all about dr pete and all the, all the stuff out at hopkins health and wellness those were fun times watching people because they would uh Go on these runs and walks and do all, and people showed up, lined up the streets. It was always right down the main street there in Hopkins, which I love anyway. I love that main street in Hopkins. Oh, don't you? Downtown Hopkins is fantastic. It's the best. I, in I, in fact, you know what, Tom? 
There, there is a, a sports slash record memorabilia store. Don't know if you've yep. been in it before or not, which has one of the great bobblehead collections yeah. of all time. It's, no, no joke. I found I found bobbleheads from radio personalities in the mid '80s in that oh, store. Wow. It's it's one of my favorite Dan card collecting shops. Yeah, it's it's real. You got to yes. go check it out next time you're in town, Tom. It is outstanding. The, the selection, the stuff they have, and not only just like Minnesota memorabilia, but incredibly specific stuff. Like, yeah. I, there might be a Frank Vassalero bobblehead in there oh. that you didn't even know existed, Frank. Oh, wow. Yeah, you got to go check this place out. It is amazing. It's so good. What's it called, Brittany? Have you figured it out? Uh-uh. Yeah, it is. It's Hopkins Collectibles, something downtown. Yeah, that's yeah. right. It's a big space. Oh, it's huge. It's it. great. Yeah. Love that area. What's the name of that tavern? It's like the eight. 810 Tavern or the 812 812, tavern. yeah. It yep. is 812. Okay, good. Great place. It's, great. it's a great walkable, uh, friendly downtown. I mean, it's a place yep. where you can park and just stroll around, and uh, that's the beauty of it. And clean it's got and character. It's nice. Yeah. It's got character, too, Frank. And I love character. There's nothing yep. worse than, and look, I mean, they're fine, but like these suburban bars with no character, right? Hopkins has character. It does. There's no question about it. So, uh, Judd, I gotta admit, uh, they're only gonna go 161 and one now. I don't know what I'm gonna do. I know, I know. you're out. You're you're just you're despondent today because of a one nothing loss to to the reigning National League Cy Young winner. It's just terrible. That was. You know what? Did you guys see the time of the game? Did you guys? Yes. Did, did anyone yes. see this? Yep. One fifty seven. Great two. We got a baseball game done in the 150s. I never thought I would see it again. I So when I was probably about 22 or so, I went to a, a Cubs-Cardinals game at Wrigley, and it was Maddox against Tewksbury. And at that time, Bob Tewksbury was really good, and, and of course, uh-huh. Maddox was fantastic. Time of game, 158. And I thought, I will never see this again in my lifetime. <laughs> they beat it last night. They did. I'm having a ball watching my twins. I know you only got about one minute left to go here, Judd, but I am loving my twins. They, they lost one to nothing to a brilliant, uh, brilliant pitcher. They're not going to win every game. I still think this team is really damn good, man. When you lose one to nothing, that's a that's oh. a that's a grown person loss right there. Yeah, that was fine. Look, I the way that they played last night, and and keep in mind, two Buxton didn't play. Um, I thought it was absolutely fine. Like, yeah. I'm with you. And don't forget now, the opener has been moved to Friday because yep. they got yep. smart and said it's going to be 51 degrees on Friday and about 35 like we talked about yesterday and Thursday. So that's good news, I think. Uh, there's no question about it. I am so fired up. I know in your last minute, let me say this. So last night, uh, I'm still in the area. I'm not in Miami, but I'm in kind of the same area. And they never, ever sell out the Marlins game, so they're always blacked out on television. You can hard, hardly ever see a game on TV of the a Miami team because they don't sell out the stadium, a home game. Right. So the great part is like, ah, no big deal. I'll just you know tune into MLB channel, and I know it's blacked out, but I'll just listen to the uh, audio broadcast. It was in Spanish. <laughs> yeah. I was like, okay, I guess I'm not going to know what happens in this game. I have no idea I- what the hell you're saying. I guess I'll pull out my phone and follow it online with the, uh, yeah, that's, yeah, that would not that's what be, I did. In fact, I, I last night, and this is one thing I love to do, I pulled out my radio, and I'm not talking my app, I'm not talking my computer, I'm not talking my phone, I'm talking my radio. I got a radio, I love pulled it. it out, 
turned on the ball game, and I still think it is magical to listen to a baseball game on radio. I couldn't agree more. The Herb Carneals and Halsey Halls of the oh. world, man, we loved you. We loved you, no question. Absolutely. All right, Judd, we'll talk to you tomorrow, sir. Sounds good. Thanks See you, everybody. Score North's Judd Zolgad, ladies and gentlemen. I love those guys over there. Phil and, and Judd do a hell of a job, don't you think? Uh-huh. Indeed. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Really terrific people. But I, what I love about him is, and he and I had never met before, Frank, uh, before about a month and a half ago, I had him on, and I told the story about Mike Gelfand interviewing me for Advertising Age magazine because I was just doing voice over there and I wasn't in radio. So he's asking me about, you know, endorsing products and this and that and the other thing. I invited him over to the house to watch a Twins game, and I had all my bobbleheads lined up so whenever, like, Herbeck would come up, I'd go and bobble the bobblehead on my Herbeck doll. And he almost always got a hit. Right, that's good karma, for sure. (laughs) Absolutely it is. But Judd, first thing he does, because he's on camera when he talks to us, First thing he does is, hey, Tom, look at this. Picks up a bobblehead and holds it up to the camera. <laughs> so he and I clicked right away, man. It was wonderful. Yeah, he's, he's good. I, uh, I, I noticed that uh, when I was here the first time. I mean, he, he, he sometimes print guys don't translate. Uh, he totally gets the broadcast side of everything. Oh, yeah. He and yeah, he's he a good storyteller. Both. Yeah. They do a great job. Well, they have a hella producer. Their producer's only, I think, 11 years old. But other than that. Yeah. Declan, honest to God, he, Declan's 30. Is that right? Yeah, I thought he. I thought he was uh, Judd's child. He brought that one day. I, I agree. Was, it's like what? You're 30. He looks like he's about 11. For Christ's sake. Yep. The youth of America. That's all I'm saying. Um, are you guys going to go to any games this weekend? Uh, I will not. But I, you know, it's so tough for me. I've got to get. I've got to do day games because I can't. Yeah. I can't yeah. go at night. So I just don't see uh, as many as I'd like. But I, I will tell you that. Uh, you know, winning fixes everything, right? I mean, if they continue the way it is, you're mm-hmm. you're going to see people in the stands where, you know, at the end oh, yeah. of last year, I, I can't tell you how many people called, hey, do you need, a, I've got a couple extra tickets, love to give you some tickets. <laughs> right. You, t- you know, I mean, right, that's what it was, which is mm-hmm. sad. But, I mean, they continue like this, and they can pitch, and they can hit, and games are only two and a half hours. That place is going to be packed. Yeah. Because yeah. people are also dying to get out of this uh, cold weather funk. And sure. if you can go see a baseball game in that beautiful place, woo. Exactly. Yeah, it's about, I'm soft, so it's about 10 degrees too cold. So once it hits like that 70 mark, then, yeah, I'll definitely <laughs> oh, check, it out. check it out some games. A little heated it's, blanket yeah, then you're I'm there. Also, you are soft, soft, man. It's good you at least acknowledge yeah. it yeah. and admit it. I'm not, yeah, I'm not as Minnesotan as everybody else. It's going to be 64 on Saturday and Sunday. Okay, so that's that's warm, but it's you know if it's not sunny out, <laughs> it might be a little chilly. Sugar tit all the way, <laughs> all the way, all the way, Brittany. God, he, I can't go and sit there when it's only 64 degrees and sunny. Well, that's that's like the one thing about Minnesota. Like once it hits like 50 for the first time after winter, everybody's like, oh, it's so warm because we yeah. just went through just a hellacious winter. So, yeah. but it's still not technically warm. I'm with you. Like, I think people, I think people break out the shorts a little too soon. Where yeah. I'm like, you don't look comfortable. Mm-hmm. You... No, I, I, hey, Saturday and Sunday, you're going to see naked people. I after this cannot year. wait. <laughs> I cannot wait. I, can't, I hope the neighborhood brings out the right. slip and slide and just pretend like it's normal. And now it's time for the Tevin Pittman Award for the weather because on Saturday, warm and 64, warm and partly sunny and 64. On Sunday, warm with partial sun and 64. That's not warm enough for you, though, huh? No, I mean, it's warm, don't get me wrong. But, like, 70 is, and sunny, that's my, that's, my, uh, that's my jam. That's my bread and butter. 
You grew up in Osceola for Christ's that sake. Doesn't it's mean never you have to 70 like there. the cold, Tom. Okay, Tevin, <laughs> when do you bring when when do you start wearing shorts? Shorts? I would say like when it's like 70s, 75 ish. Okay. I don't know. Okay. I'm wearing them sat- Sunday. <laughs> he's wearing, oh, he's got the rip away kind on his jeans <laughs> oh, right God. now. He's got shorts <laughs> ready to go. Just make my, uh, yeah, we're going to go Easter brunch and make my whole family wear shorts now that I think about it. Well. <laughs> the whitest thighs ever. Yeah. But, but it's, uh, the, I love, uh, you know, like you'll see the neighbor kids like, yeah. oh, my God, they, I haven't seen that kid in a year. That kid I grew. I, seen, you know, I mean, you literally I you don't see people for six, seven months on, yeah. on a year like this. And it's nice. It'll be good. People will be out. Yeah. I see yard work. I see shorts. I see naked people. I see things that like I lost in my yard that like the snow defrosted, and I'm like, oh, cool! I thought we lost that lake. Yeah. yeah, I just found the Christmas blow-ups the other day. I was like, hey, that's where those went. <laughs> <laughs> Still up in the yard. <laughs> Getting buried, baby. There's no question about it. But yeah, it's. Uh, I'm telling you, it, it's going to be a beautiful, beautiful. And even even Friday, it's going to be sunny with a high of 50. Nothing wrong with that either. I mean, not for Tevin. But for everybody else, I should have never said anything. I know this is no. Let's bring back the first pitch talk again. You <laughs> <laughs> monster! I'm going to follow Brittany's lead and just call it the sugar tit weather when I do it for you. Yeah. What do you think about that? We can yeah get a candy store to sponsor it or something. <laughs> <laughs> Come and buy your sugar tits today at Sugar Tit Arena. Yes, that'll, that'll be wonderful. No now that's a big, big deal, man. Those first home games. I just checked. I'm I'm literally coming home. In 11 days, and I can't wait to get home. It's going to be great. It's been spent a lot of time on the road lately, and uh, to get back home for the summer, the, the late spring, early summer is going to be great. We well, should you check out ball games. You should go to a bunch of them. Then, oh, I right? definitely am going to. Yeah. Judd and I have already talked about going. Phil Mackey wants to go to some games. We should maybe get uh, our two lovely wives together and the four of us go catch a game. That'd be great. Right on. I would love to do it. Baseball is just look. I love the Vikings too. Don't get me wrong. I don't know much about about hockey. Like I said, I like hockey players a lot. They're some of my favorite people in the world, and I do go to hockey games. I just don't know a lot about the skill of it all. I mean, these people do things I could never think of doing on skates. You know what I mean? Yeah, like getting up. Just. Like getting up after I fall down. <laughs> that would be me. I I can't skate for the life of me. Like. I, I hope the Wild can make a, a, a playoff run. I mean, they're they're yeah they've been doing really well the last couple of weeks, so it'll be it'll be exciting and interesting to see. You are absolutely right about that. And then you got your your Timberwolves. I used to go. You know, still that's the one thing that breaks my heart. The Timberwolves open the season, and I I brought him up earlier, but there is a picture. It's behind a wall now. You can't see it anymore. It used to be right there in the in the lobby, right on the wall, and I don't know they moved it somewhere or they covered it up or whatever the hell they did. But it's still there, apparently. You can't see it, but it's still there. It's me standing with Sid Hartman. Sydney wow. and I got our picture taken together. I hope they did. If you're going to throw it away, please send it to me because I'd love to put it in my basement. Sydney standing next to me, and I got this look on my face. I know this is hard for you guys to believe. Because I was, I believe, at the time, 30, might have been like 33 years old, 34, something like that. So I have this look on my face like, my God, you're a smart ass. Oh, like, on my own face. Oh, I get what you're saying. Yeah, you've got that kind of smirky look. The grin. I, <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> yes, I'm like, we miss you, Sid. That's all I know. We miss Sydney. But yeah, I should probably ask him. Somebody told me they're going to tear that stadium down. That's not true, is it? What's, what stadium? 
the uh, the well, the Timberwolves play. The, target Center? Yeah. Target, didn't target, they just, target Center. No, they just right? renovated. Yeah, they renovated it for the oh good. The Lynx had to play over yeah. at, like the XL. Center oh, that's right. Or something right. like that. Oh, good. So they're not going to tear anything out or down. Or, they fixed it. Yeah, I wouldn't think so because it'd be kind of a waste. Yeah, redid the entrances, seats, concessions. It's, it's oh, a, good, good, good. Yeah, because I love that place. I think it's and some nights, you know. Um, the vibe down there is is great in in that mm-hmm. building, but you yeah. know they're the the team. You know, it's just a little schizophrenic. I mean, they lose to Portland, yeah. who doesn't yep. even bring all their players. I mean, like Lillier doesn't even play <laughs> yep. two nights ago, and they lose to them. And then they follow that up with beating Brooklyn uh, in a game they had to win a couple days later. I mean, if they were just more consistent. Um, it would be fantastic. But anyway, I hope they can get in the playoffs and make a run. All, all of our city is just better when our teams are winning and doing well. It, it makes for a little more yes. co- cohesiveness yeah. and people rally around it, and it's fun. And, and right now is like a weird – like we're not used to being in this position where like the Wild at the end of the season are in it, the Timberwolves at the end of the season are in it, the yeah. Twins at the beginning of their season have hope. Usually it's like, well, we're all going to be terrible again and this <laughs> town sucks until the Vikings yeah. start playing. And yeah. right now it's right. like – it's very positive, and there's a lot of energy in the city around the sports teams. Good mojo. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. I cannot wait to go to my first Twins game. Well, I did go to my first Twins game. It just happened to me in Miami. But my first home game, uh, and I'm telling you something, I hope Minnesotans realize you go over to St. Paul, to the XL, you come to Minneapolis, wherever you're going, we have the nicest damn stadiums in America. They're yeah. wonderful stadiums. Even St. Right? Paul Saints. That's a yeah, Saint Paul Saints. beautiful yeah. there. Yeah, we have good venues, great venues. I'm telling you, the, the fact that we have the Saints and the Twins in the same metropolitan area, what a what a treat that is. What a thrill, right? Uh-huh. I just, yeah, I know I couldn't agree with you more. What CHS Field is still called, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. Correct. Yep. St. Yeah. Paul. Yeah. Have yeah, you I talked to Vex since he sold the team, Tom? Do you? I have not, no. I love so, him. So, yeah, he and, he and Bill Murray sold the team. Anyone who has a corporate theme, what's your, what, what's your mission statement? Fun is good. Yeah. I mean, those are guys that you just like, <laughs> right? I mean, how do you not want to be around those people, right? And that's no, how that guy's lived his life, and that and they built the whole team around that, even when they used to play out at Midway. Fun is good. I'm like, well, who's going to argue with that? Right. God. I went to some games at Midway. I loved it. Loved it. You didn't care for it much, huh? I, I no, I loved it too. I, I mean, I I, yeah. I I remember taking my mom and my sister before my mom moved up here, and we were in the you know you could rent out the dugout, yeah, and we were. <laughs> uh, there you go. They had a, a, a buka would cater the food, and you'd be oh. on the. Uh, first base dugout and there'd be the dugout and then you'd be down by the first baseline and they had like a a, a family thing dugout and Buka would cater it and you would sit there and go I'm level with the field it's outdoors I'm yep. eating and drinking I'm watching a baseball game there's a nun giving me a back rub there's a pig bringing the ball out there's these clowns every kid has a smile on their face I, they all everyone paid seven dollars to get in this I know. is fun is good it yeah. was awesome it was like the wild wild and west and Midway was yeah. a dump and it was still really really fun and now when you go to their new venue it's the same vibe and it's like wow now i can get a craft beer and they've got fantastic food and the stadium is beautiful and you yep. can walk through downtown st paul to get there and it's done wonders for lower town and yeah it, it, it's fun i mean it, you know chs did for lower town what, what target field did for the north loop you Good. are correct sir we got to take a quick break be right back and wrap this thing up baby right after this The last thing you think about after an accident is how your social media might be used against you. Hi, I'm Mike Bryant, and I hope you're never injured in a collision. 
But if you are, don't sign anything or post anything online until you've talked to us. These days, it's natural to share online what's happened to you, good and bad. When you file an injury claim, insurance adjusters will use anything they can to keep you from getting what you deserve. Your social media posts can be twisted and taken out of context. That includes words and pictures. Don't give them any fuel. Hey, you'll have the rest of your life to share the trip to the lake or your new job, but you only have one shot at winning your injury claim. If you've been in an accident, don't wait. Schedule your free case consultation now with Bradshaw and Bryant. Visit minnesotapersonalinjury.com. That's minnesotapersonalinjury.com. Find Bradshaw and Bryant, personal injury attorneys at minnesotapersonalinjury.com. Seeking justice for the injured. Bradshaw and Bryant. In this market, you'll find Fisher Investments is different than other money managers. Different how? Aren't we all just looking for the hottest stocks? Nope. We use diversified strategies to position our clients' portfolios for their long-term goals. You don't just provide cookie-cutter portfolios? No. We tailor our clients' portfolios to their goals and needs. But you still sell investments that generate high commissions for you, right? No, we don't sell commission-based products. We're a fiduciary, the highest standard of care for a financial advisor. It means we're obligated to act in our client's best interest. So when do you make more money? Only when your clients make more money? Yep, we have one transparent management fee structured, so we do better when our clients do better. Sounds like you really look out for your clients. We do, because our priority is helping them achieve a comfortable retirement. That might be why most of our clients come from other money managers. Visit FisherInvestments.com to find out why investors like you switch to us. Fisher Investments, clearly different money management. Investments in securities involve the risk of loss. Right now, MyPillow has a massive closeout sale happening on their all-season slippers. Listeners continually make the MySlippers the number one selling MyPillow product. I have a feeling you'll want to stock up now when you hear this offer. When you use my promo code TOM, T-O-M, you'll get the all-season slippers for $25, regularly $149.98. That's over $120 in savings. Limited to 10 pairs at checkout. These will sell out. Trust me on that one. My slippers have an exclusive four-layer design that you won't find in any other slipper. The patented layers make these slippers ultra-comfortable and extremely durable. They help relieve stress on your feet, and you can wear them anytime, anywhere. They also come in a ton of additional sizes and all new colors. Just go to MyPillow.com and click on the Radio Listener Square to grab a pair of the all-season slippers for only 25 bucks. Regularly priced at $149.98. Limited to 10 pairs at checkout. Enter promo code TOM, T-O-M, for this incredible offer. They won't last long, so order now. This is the Tom Bernard Morning Show Podcast. Good morning. God, it's 9.52 already. These shows do blow by quickly, don't they? Yeah, today's flying by. Well, it's because of Frank, the, the magnificent personality of Frank Vassalero. Oh, it. God, I wish. <laughs> <laughs> I wish I had a good personality. Yeah. Oh, it's just nice Fine. people being nice to me. I'm gonna go home. Everything's gonna change. <laughs> You're gonna. <laughs> uh, I will say this, Frank. You were missed over at the Academy of Holy Angels father daughter dance on Saturday Uh-oh. night. Nice. Those are fun, right? My buddy Tom Avila said he went. I, I love those days. That was fun. They had over at the Marriott. Did you yeah. enjoy? I, I had a blast. It's the first time I've ever done a father daughter dance, and your name got brought up a couple of times. They were like, "Oh, where's Frank?" Uh, uh, did they say something like, "Oh, what a great dancer"? Well, yeah. No, they actually have one part <laughs> of the dance 
dance floor, like the Frank Vassalero Memorial Dance Floor. Nice. Yeah, they got a little plaque. It's amazing because I hear you used to cut a rug out there. Did your daughter actually dance with you? Like she one, did. Oh, yeah. that's sweet. Congratulations. But not, yeah, but not like one of those like you know uh, father daughter wedding dance. It was right. just no, like no. Uh, I yeah. will stand four feet away from you and try to make you blend in with all the other dads that are out here. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But no, what a blast, man! It was so much fun. I would always explain to my daughter before we did that. I was like, listen, honey, just so you know, part of my job description is to embarrass you yeah. just mm-hmm. so you know you Love know it. going in mm-hmm. so if you can get over that hump you know all the other girls are in the same boat and i'm just going to hang out with the other dads when you have a group dance just wave me in and i'll come fly by a little bit and it's all going to be all good yeah so. yep it is funny how you see like all the girls they kind of you can tell it's fashion is it, it sort of is a, it, it's a time stamp of where we're at uh-huh. because every girl there had on like their hair was all done they had the makeup on they had the dress but everywhere everybody wearing Chuck Taylor Converse All-Stars like they're uh, for, the, for their feet you know their uh, their footwear that's yeah. the trend mm-hmm. that's it huh absolutely nice. and all I was right. like good we're at a good place in life yeah yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah Chuck Taylor's I mean they were popular they died and they've been resurrected yeah I still wear them because I'm, you know, I'm truly a punk rock kid at heart but now I have to put Dr. Scholl's inserts in them yeah because <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> my, my feet are too bad that's very they take uh, those take an insert well yes oh. they do absolutely classic mm-hmm, mm-hmm. All right, I have to read this. I've been saving this all day because Frank Vassalero's in studio, Newsman Deluxe. Supreme? Should I go with Deluxe or Supreme? Uh, I, I'd go with Average, probably be more accurate. <laughs> average average <laughs> news person. Thank you. This says, and I believe Brittany sent this to me, maybe Rudy did, but not one of the two of you did, hmm. the most epic headline ever. No, I have not looked at it yet. Because I wanted to tell. So who who sent this to me? I did. I I couldn't even paraphrase. It was just too good. It's just too good. Okay, so you know what it says. Yes. But you're the only one who knows what it says. Yes, sir. I'm intrigued. Okay, here we go. I'm going to click on it right now. Uh, the most epic headline ever. And so that's it right there? Uh-huh. Okay, I'm going to look up now. Pennsylvania police arrest nude man after school bus stolen with dead deer inside. <laughs> a lot of questions. It's a lot going on. That's, that's a lot packed this? into a very short Seven time levels of weirdness in ten words. Yeah. I, know. I know. I started summing it up and I go, no, I can't. Yeah. Could you repeat that? Pennsylvania police arrest nude man after school bus stolen with dead deer inside. <laughs> this sounds like a Florida story, not a Pennsylvania yeah. story. Yeah. True, true. Yeah. I'm immediately no thinking meth. Oh, oh yeah. Great, great mm-hmm. assumption, great assumption. Mm-hmm. And then, like, okay, did he kill the deer, put them in the school bus while he was naked? Did he get enclosed and then become naked? Did like, he kick I, the kids of, off the yeah. bus? Did he hijack <laughs> it? <laughs> Good question. Was he driving to the butcher with the deer? Yep. Did he have sex with anything? I know. That's always my first question. Well, I mean. That's a valid question. Honestly, that's the hard-hitting questions we need to know. You got us hooked, man. You were totally hooked, Tom. All right. Here's the story. Adams County, Pennsylvania. A man was arrested in York County after two chases with law enforcement in York and Adams Counties, one of which police say involved a stolen school bus with a dead deer inside. Pennsylvania State Police and Adams County say early Tuesday morning, troopers stopped a vehicle with a Florida plate on Lincoln Way East as part of a burglary investigation from the day before. State Police uh, say troopers interviewed the driver, Tony Saunders, 
during the stop and said he claimed he was coming from home from work. During the stop, state police said the troopers learned of a theft at Rutter's Convenience Store in York County. According to state police, Saunders had items from Rutter's in the vehicle and said he claimed to have gotten them at a junkyard. Troopers also saw a dog in the back of the vehicle and a dead deer in the trunk. As troopers tried to open the car door, state police said Saunders drove off. The troopers followed the car onto Hanover Street, say it drove then through a chain-link fence to get away. <laughs> troopers say the car then continued through tree lines until it got stuck on train tracks. <laughs> Jesus, what a story this is. Troopers say Saunders ran into a heavily wooded area behind a vacant uh, Cross Keys motel. Later Tuesday morning around 7.10 a.m., Carroll Township were notified that a school bus reported stolen from Abbottstown had been spotted in the Dillsburg area. Um, officers say they found the bus. At, I'm sorry, I almost couldn't make it through that. A, a town was actually named Dillsburg. <laughs> That's Jesus. Rough. Not that great. is rough. Not great. <laughs> Officers say they found a bus in a shopping center, parking lot, and tried to stop it. They say the bus left the lot and drove on Route 15 North, winding in and out of traffic. Police say the bus left the highway and drove over a berm after exiting toward Lower Allen Valley. Uh, Carroll Township Police say the driver then ran into a wooded area, was later found running through local parking lots. Police say the man stripped his clothing as he fled and was nude when they finally arrested him. What is the problem with this guy? Why did he... The aerodynamic... Yeah, faster. Maybe they won't recognize him without his clothes on. <laughs> the flannel shirt. <laughs> yeah. If I get rid of this, they'll oh, never see me. The cops don't want to arrest naked people. Yeah, they, they do say if yeah. you get in a fight, if you get naked, there's a less likely that the fight will happen. Right, because they're like, um, something's wrong with you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I would go with that, no yeah. question about I it. I just Maybe. can't believe the word meth didn't come up in that. Well, yeah, it didn't. Yet. No. One no. time we were at uh, Lake Geneva, and uh, we had stayed up in this really tony, nice neighborhood. There were like six or seven of us, and our friend Rich had us up there, and it's it, really nice. And we stayed up till 4 o'clock, drunk, loud, obnoxious, horrible. He woke up the next day, <laughs> and he's at the top of his stairs, we're at the bottom, and he's screaming at all of us about how pissed his neighbors are, how oh. he wrecked his life, how his parents are never going to let him come up there, on and on and on, at full throttle, so hostile. And as he's talking, you know, about halfway through it, I was like, I, I stood up, I took off my shirt, and I took off my shoes, and I took off my pants, and I took off my boxers, and I just, and he couldn't do anything because all the other guys were just laughing. So naked can sometimes it can be a really things. good wow. de-escalator. All right, here we go. De-escalator. And then, he, and then he started laughing a little bit. And then I sat back down on the couch oh, no. naked, and then he lost his mind again. Yeah, yes. <laughs> so awesome. That's amazing. Go with naked. Go with naked. Go with God, one says. Yeah. Nakey, nakey, mm-hmm. Frank. You're really nice. There's no I was, you know, this is again. I'm 20, right back then. I'm you know, right. Yeah, this wasn't yeah. like last week. Correct. I'm like, a, yeah. Correct. <laughs> I'm I'm the respectable average anchor man. I don't get naked in confrontations anymore. You're a good man. Thank you, Frank. Always come back whenever you got time, man. I love it when you're on the show. Love. Oh, it. I love you guys. Thank you for letting me bring the dogs and for inviting me. This was super fun. It always is. You guys are you know, killing you had it. To suffer, you had to suffer through, you know, Tevin. But other than that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. It takes a strong individual to hey, suffer. Hey, Tom, we, we've Tevin's a gentle flower. We found out. I'm not going <laughs> so, to pick on him anymore. Don't worry, we gave him a treat. Okay, I didn't. We're not. Ta- is that what? time to go already? <laughs> I'll, I'll tell you later, Tom. <laughs> All right, sounds go. good. Talk to you guys later. Thanks. Bye, Tom. <laughs>